Welcome to the OME Talks podcast. I'm your host, David Petro, and this is our season six bonus episode. That is, we chose a single question to ask each of our guests over the course of the season, and this episode compiles all those answers. So this year we asked, how do you define mathematical fluency? And so between August when we started recording our episodes, and now we've got them all. Now one thing I like about asking a question like this is how people choose their own way to interpret what is being asked. And to be honest, I think it may be a tough question to answer the way it's asked. For example, when I think of how I define mathematical fluency, it's more about the conditions when it's visible. And for me, that's when you can do things without actually thinking about them. Kind of like when you're driving to work and you leave your driveway and all of a sudden you are there. In mathematics, when you see a problem, and just start doing it from beginning to end, then you are fluent, at least when it comes to that topic. Some call that automaticity, and some of our speakers will certainly mention it. So that being said, let's get started. In this first batch, we're going to hear from Peter Liliadal, Octavia Beckles, Jenna Laib, Alida Klassen, Marion Small, and Lisa Lunny Borden, who will all be talking about flexibility, among other things. So for me, mathematical fluency is a byproduct of a thinking process, right? Fluency is what emerges out of, out of multiple opportunities to think flexibly and critically about certain things. And that fluency, when, once it emerges, creates that comfort flex and flexibility that allows a student to be able to invoke and re-invoke Uh, ideas from richer experiences in new contexts. So mathematical fluency is the ability to think flexibly about numbers and math concepts, to understand that all mathematics is about relationships, and to use that understanding to solve problems and construct new mathematical understandings. So I like the definition of mathematical fluency um, that I think is used in the U.S. Common Core, of it being mathematics that's like efficient and flexible and accurate. I think... This also might come from like a 90s article by the authors of Turk, like maybe Susan Joe Russell. And I like this because I think as a kid, I thought of fluency as just accurate and really, really fast. And I like the stress of not just speed, but like efficient. And like, it's about how much like working memory you're using in your brain. And are you flexible about the numbers? Because it doesn't have to just be one rigid thing that you're using over and over again. Uh, Mathematical fluency for me, I think the biggest word that comes to mind is flexibility. And so having flexibility with numbers, with operations, and I think that that flexibility is built over time through different experiences, with different models, with different opportunities to work with numbers in different ways. And I think The goal of mathematical fluency would be to free up cognitive space in our brains to take on more challenging problems that uh, rely on that flexibility or fluency with number, but also incorporate other skills, other problem-solving approaches. All right. So... I've actually just had a conversation with a colleague about fluency the other day. We were kind of writing a white paper about it. And one of the things that I think, sometimes I worry that we spend too much time worrying about definitions of things. So 
not talking so much about a definition, but more about what do I hope for when I'm thinking about a student who is what I'm going to call number fluent. And I'm choosing number fluent uh, only because that was a conversation I had with my colleague the other day. It could be fluent, fluent in algebra or something else, but I'm going to focus on number here. One of the things I think I would want is what people call flexibility, that when I have a number situation in front of me, I am flexible enough to come at one situation one way, but a slightly different but similar situation a different way, and that I can go back and forth and not feel I have to always do the same thing. So I think that's a big part. I think a big part for me in number is that students have a sense of size of number, whether I'm talking about just, you know, do you have a sense of size when I say a number like 3 million or when I say a number like 200 or whether it's the result of a calculation. So when a kid is presented with a calculation, I actually want them to be thinking about, well, should my answer be big or little or about this or whatever, essentially estimating as, as almost a first thought, like I want a sense of size. I think students who are fluent relate one number, number situation to another and don't start, I'm going to say from scratch every single time. So if I had asked students a question that involves some calculation, and then I had another calculation where some of the numbers were different, but not a lot, or they were just a little bit different or something like that, that they don't start all over again. They think about what I already know and how do I use what I already know to go to this new place. I think it involves knowing when different kinds of operations in number make sense. So can you tell me what kind of situation it would be if you could, if you would add or if you would subtract or whether you could just say it, subtract, but then do it by adding. So do you know when these various operations make sense? For me, I think it means that you're focused on estimation and mental math and not so much about paper and pencil calculation. So if I were assessing for fluency, I would be interested in estimation and mental math way more, way more than I would be interested in paper and pencil calculations because I think we live in a world where the estimating is really what is important. And in terms of instruction, I, I don't know if this is what fluency is for the child, but how he or she gets fluent to me is about working in problem solving situations and those and, and activities that are interesting and kind of reveal more than just answers to questions, not just doing like a whole lot of exercises. So that's how I would build it. it that's not as much about what it looks like in the child. I think for me, mathematical fluency is really about flexibility. It's about the ability to apply knowledge to the world, about the way to think mathematically about ideas, about concepts. For me, fluency is really about kind of that ability to connect different ideas in different ways. It's not enough to just have a bunch of facts. It's really important to understand how they go together. So when I think about a number like 36, 
I want to be able to think about it as, you know, a perfect square because it's six groups of six or six rows of six if I'm building an area model or, but it's also, you know, two eight teams or nine fours or, you know, that flexibility, that adaptability to be able to look at a quantity and kind of think about it in different ways because that flexibility is what gives us the ability to work with higher levels of mathematics to understand how numbers go together and come apart. And that might be multiplicatively, like the 36 example, or it might be additively, like when we're partitioning numbers and being able to kind of adapt and, and be flexible in our thinking. Um, that's really what fluency is for me. Up next, we're going to hear from Nat Banting and Lance Patry. Nat will be talking about the three conditions needed for fluency to occur, and Lance will be talking about thinking critically. Fluency, to me, like at its very root, if we're going to peel everything back, I think it's it's a difficult word to define, but I think at its core, it's a, it's a word about meaning. When you're fluent at something, uh, I think we have other words like efficiency and accuracy and, and maybe like um, multiplicity for things like I can do, I have multiple strategies and I can do them very accur- accurately with a, uh, maybe even quickly. Like there's all these things that aren't really referencing meaning. I want fluency to be a meaning word. So when I think of a student that is mathematically f- fluent, what I think of is kind of like three things. The first is like a critical awareness. When they encounter a mathematical scenario, they can bring forth what the problem might actually be. So when we give them a, a scenario, we, we already call it a problem, but it might not be a problem for them. It is, a, is an act of mathematical fluency and meaning making to say, oh, this is a subtraction problem. Or, oh, I recognize this as a system of equations, or I recognize this as a trigonometry problem. Like th- that is an act of fluency for me. The idea that you are like bringing forth that meaning. And so it's not as execution focused for me. And, and after that awareness, I like to see uh, sort of like an agency in the students. A student who is fluid can then you know, have an awareness of what the problem might be, but then they can choose a way to sort of attack that problem. And then they can have a critical analysis piece where like, okay, where did that strategy leave me? And what's the new decision that I have to make? Or what new problem has emerged for me? But for me, it's kind of this loop between like making that decision and hammering out like that strategy and then taking a step back and being like, okay, now what? Now what do I know? What mathematically has kind of fallen out from me playing with that problem? And so while I know a lot of people will kind of go into like there's five pillars of of fluency, you know, one of which might be accuracy or automaticity or proficiency and all these different words. For me, if I'm going to live productively as a math teacher in the moment with that word, it's a meaning word. It has to do at its very core with students making meaning. And so I think that's where maybe, I don't know if that's entirely helpful, but that's where I live with fluency is trying to observe the ways in which students are making meaning mathematically, not necessarily just executing in a variety of ways or with with speed and and proficiency or or a bunch of polish. For me, math fluency uh, would be being able to work through uh, mathematical problems using tools that students have previously learned or acquired uh, rather than simply by memorizing steps or learning an algorithm. So for example, if a student was working on a question and they forgot the algorithm or the, the steps that have been given in class, they can still work through it using the tools that they've acquired. So being able to think um, critically through a question, what, what can I do with what I have here? What have I done in the past or what have I learned that could uh, allow me to progress through this question? Another thing uh, that I think about when um, thinking about math fluency is being able to think critically about not only the math problems themselves and how to um, 
progress through a problem or to reach the answer. But once the students get an answer, uh, being able to think critically about the final answer. So does my final answer make sense with what I was expecting it to be? Or does it make sense with the other numbers based on certain expectations? So for example, finding the side of uh, one side of a right angle triangle um, that is larger than the hypotenuse. And then you're having that uh, understanding, oh, I cannot get a number that's bigger than the hypotenuse. So I need to look at what I did wrong. And so being able to to find or to, to think critically about your final answers. In this next group, we include Sunil Singh, Fan Nguyen, Robert DeRoche, Megan Whittington, and Wingyi Hui, who will all focus on the fact that fluency comes in different flavors. So mathematical fluency to me is, again, based on just some of the things which we already know about. You know, it's a factual fluency, procedural fluency, conceptual fluency, which are all out there, which are great. But the two things which I would definitely want to extend in terms of fluency and getting the most out of the mathematics seen as a language is adding the idea of historical fluency, which you know will be part of my uh, featured session, but also contemporary fluency in terms of knowing what is the mathematics that is out there right now? What are the problems, conundrums, which might help our society better? Just to be aware that mathematics is constantly in a state of research and flux. And so I would add contemporary fluency, historical fluency to the first three I mentioned. Well, for me, the word fluency comes up, you know, naturally I associate with language just because I'm an English learner and, um, uh, and what's weird is the first time, you know, I woke up one day, I remember waking up one day and realized, oh my gosh, I'm my thoughts are in English. So I thought that was really weird. So I, I associate with language, but at the same time, I think there's, you know, um, it's it's very similar to mathematical fluency. It's it's about not stumbling, right? You are, you're fluid. There's a flow to, um, to your work. And, uh, you know, the three adjectives that we normally um, hear with the definition is um, flexible, accurate, and efficient. Yeah. However, I feel like I want to broaden that definition or its application. Fluency tends to be about basic facts and computational fluency. I'm, I'm wondering if we can, um, you know, stretch that more to more processes and uh, like solving equations, graphing, you know, um, can we be um, algebraically fluent, you know, fluent in, in seeking patterns, being geometrically fluent? That's what I mean. Rather than the word fluency, to me, seems more geared towards computational. And I think we can broaden that a little bit. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and the fact that it, it happens, um, you know, over time, right? Give it grace and it happens over time. That's why it should be a um, K through eight. I mean, not K through eight, but K through 12, because it really is an outcome of a progression of learning and, and with sufficient uh, intelligent practice is what I call it. Math fluency to me is being able to make sense of mathematic concepts in ways that are meaningful to myself. So I talk about myself as a learner. I think it's important to always think and start with the cell. So for me to be understand math fluency is the understanding the concepts of numbers and how numbers operate and move, change. Also thinking about shapes because I'm a visual art person. So I think about uh, the fluency of geometry. And so when I particularly think about now, how does this relate to education within a schooling context and math fluency? 
to me, math fluency is giving students the tools that they need to be able to understand mathematical concepts so that they feel successful, so that they can make learning meaningful for themselves in math, and then being able to articulate when it is that they aren't having fluency, when they aren't having a hard time, they are having a hard time understanding concepts or skill so that they continue to engage in the learning. I think it's a actually a, a complex idea in mathematics. For me, when I think about fluency, the first thing I think about is, is language. So in, if you're fluent in a language, it means you're able to effectively use that language and use all parts of it. You can speak it, you can read it, you can write it. And so when I think of math fluency, I think of it um, with, with language in mind. So um, I think it's the ability to read and the ability to understand math problems and to be able to effectively pull the right strategy to solve the problem. So, you know, having a bank of strategies, having some flexibility to move between strategies so that you're choosing one maybe that's more efficient. Yeah, I, th I sort of think that that's, I think there's a lot of mental math that happens that's necessary for fluency. You've got to be able to sort of manipulate problems to find the solutions. But when I think of math fluency, I think of it in a, in reference to fluency in a language. You know, I'm fluent in French, I'm fluent in English, I'm fluent in math. That's, that's, that's how I think of it. So for myself, I start thinking of what other people think most. Generally, most people see fluency as how fast can they do it? So, you know, there's that, you know, automaticity, you know, and, and, um, you know, are they able to answer it accurately and as efficiently as possible? So, it, and, and we do talk a lot about that, how we want to be efficient in math. But I, I also see fluency as how many different ways can you see that, that flexibility, that as mentioned, uh, as Megan, Megan has mentioned, that flexibility piece uh, can, you know, what if you have a child who doesn't have that, you know, that ability to to memorize the, the, the facts and we, we actually encountered that um, the last couple of days and sort of my math teaching is like you know when we we're talking about sort of just general addition this one kid says well what about four uh, can we do two times tables and do four times two equals eight you know I said okay prove it how how can you show me that four times two is equals eight so it's that if the kids if our students are able to come up with um various uh, compose various tools and strategies to say figure out you know and uh their thinking and using sort of a systematic way which is something we'll talk about in our our, our um presentation that that if we can build a solid house using concrete materials you know that they they see the math that a code say four plus two equals six well what does that four means and a lot of kids don't understand what that four means that is a quantity of four it's 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 like four fingers it's i could you know i could use my fingers to solve this problem i can use a number line to solve this problem i can use you know objects to solve this problem so that can see that the the algebraic equation is just a code to represent you know something in real life i mean because you could talk about i saw four ducks you know um you know like to have that sort of that tangible way to 
see the 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 the, the numbers and tie it to something in the context of the world. You know, that math is not just a relationship. You know, with numbers, that math is in relationship with the world. That it's in context. That math is everywhere. It's in 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 the in our um, in our environment, in in the way you know, in objects, in in the way the way we live in animals, you know, see patterns and butterflies and how, you know, uh, to, to be able to see that. Or when you're going for a walk, when you're hopping up the stairs, you know, are you hopping up the stairs by twos or by ones? You know, it's like to be able to have that sort of that fluidity and thinking about math being present in everything we do. I think that would make a, a student more fluent and, and more competent and empowered in the end. Next, we've got Florence Glanfield speaking about how context connects to fluency and Alex Overwick talking about how spiraling can bring fluency on. So for me, mathematical fluency is really contextual based and fluency is always a concept that is developing. And when I say contextual based is that I, a person might feel comfortable in one field of mathematics or within one context, but then when they're invited to think about that context or think about the field differently, then they're in a space of, of relearning and reimagining what they understood. And so the fluency, given this new information, is evolving again. So I, I don't see fluency as being a prescribed thing of what it could be because it's always contextual. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just kind of hinted at it a little bit, right? So mathematical fluency, like the student's ability to recall math facts or concepts as they're needed in particular uh, context, right? So this, this fluency allows students to spend their cognitive energy on problem solving and reasoning versus spending their energy on like trying to do the math, right? So like and, 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 you know, I think I think that we can develop fluency by interleaving it, right, uh, or spiraling it. Like, keep coming back to this fluent, the facts that we want flu- to, uh, students to be fluent in, keep coming back to them over and over again within our course so that we build that fluency throughout the course as well. In our last group, we have Ellie Weisdorf, Jordan Rappaport, Heather Boychuk, Crystal Watson, Lauren Bakum, and Elham Nazimi. And they will be speaking about how there are many things that contribute to mathematical fluency. Mathematical fluency. So when I think about fluency, uh, I I actually mentioned uh, Joe Bowler's article, Fluency Without Fear, just a a few moments ago. And and the first place I go in my mind is actually that that article. I think it was from like 2015. And she talks about being able to use number sense to be able to understand and use math facts. And she discourages the, the, the emphasis from teachers on speed and memorization, which can lead to math anxiety. And I also, the second thing I think about is Alex Lawson's developmental continua, where she shares that she shares in her book, What to Look For. And in both of her continua, the one for addition and subtraction, as well as the continuum for multiplication and division, she highlights like a stage that she calls working with the numbers. And this is where students start to build a toolkit of mental math strategies where they can that they can use depending on, on the numbers they're presented with. So like, for example, if they're adding two numbers, they can break one of the numbers apart, add it to 
uh, the uh, the other to the other number in chunks and maybe taking jumps of 10 and then adding the leftover ones or they can take one number uh, take from one number and give to another number to make like a friendly number um, usually like a group of 10 and then count on from there so fluency to me means being able to have a, a toolkit of strategies to work with to work with numbers and be able to solve mental math facts efficiently and if you're familiar with Kathy Humphreys and, and Ruth Parker's work, they have a book called Making Number Talks Matter. They talk about how um, different strategies are efficient for different people and different numbers. And so we want students to think about numbers in ways that make sense to them. So math fluency to me means having a toolkit of strategies to be able to work with numbers uh, in an efficient way. For me, when it comes to fluency, I believe we often think of words like recall or automaticity or even mastery. The word mastery, that, that's something I definitely struggle with and the whole idea and concept of mastery, but I think that might be another podcast in and of itself. I, I do remember a number of years ago listening to Kathy Fosno talk about the false dichotomy that exists between conceptual understanding and procedural fluency. And I remember hearing and firmly believing that a dichotomy actually doesn't exist. We, we actually need, we need them both. And I'm hoping most would agree with that. Um, and what continues to be debated is how to get kids there and what we as educators need to be doing to support flexible thinking so students understand uh, the nuances of having numbers and quantities behave and interact with each other. Ellie spoke to a few of the educators I'm sure many of us have leaned on in terms of approaches and strategies to consider to, to consider to support fluency. So with this in mind, I think it's safe to say that many think about computation when it comes to fluency. But I also look at fluency within a broader problem-solving context. You know, I like Peter Lilliadal's definition of problem-solving as knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. And within this context, fluency for me is developing a repertoire of approaches, kind of like shape-shifting through things like prior knowledge or breaking down a problem, making connections to a similar problem, or even walking away and coming back with a new or different perspective so that kids develop the confidence and autonomy to know what to do when they don't know what to do. Well, to me, math fluency doesn't mean like the memorization of facts or trying to speed through things um, without any understanding. To me, it means like flexible thinking, ability to choose different and maybe possibly efficient ways to break down a math concept. I find that people who understand the connections between concepts can use them strategically to kind of tackle problems, make your own shortcuts, and then see if those shortcuts work, like can be generalized. Like to me, that's math fluency. It's not rote memorization without understanding. My definition of mathematical fluency would be to be able to conceptually learn facts and strategies beyond memorization, to be able to recall, and sometimes we hear fluency as a quick recall, I would actually push against that. It does not need to be quick, right? We can use the strategies that we've learned conceptually to be able to recall, you know, our addition, our subtraction, our multiplication, division, facts, etc. I feel like flexibility is a big thing in there, appropriate strategies, being efficient, but also being accurate. And I would also add that we are honoring mistakes within that so that fluency is something that our students continue to want to build upon and not be afraid of. 
to me, math fluency means drawing on all of the aspects of my full humanity, uh, reaching into the different perspectives that I bring and fluently applying them to the situations that I'm embodying in that current moment in time. I've been thinking about this and I think it's a fun thing to try to figure out how would you define it? And I guess in a very broad way, I think about fluency is always developing. It's not really something that you arrive at because mathematics is rich and complicated and complex in uh, many different domains. So I think when you become fluent with some aspect of mathematical work, you can approach a novel task with some confidence and the ability to use what you've learned about engaging in mathematical practices like modeling, like argumentation, like analyzing structure to make sense of this new situation. Well, that's a story about mathematical fluency from the speakers that were featured on this season of OME Talks. So that does it for us until next fall when we will have guests who will have been presenters at the upcoming OME 2024 conference in May. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, stay safe.